We headed to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. And welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante. Back in the house is Andrew P. Shea. Andy, first off, we got to announce our winner from our Ask Ross segment. And that winner is Glenn from New York. Glenn, we'll be getting in touch with you. You are the winner of the KSN polo shirt with the best question. Andy, I'll tell you what. Spring practice is sneaking up on us, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's what? March 21st, Penn State kicks off spring practice. So it's it's just around the corner. It's less than two weeks away. Let's put it that way. So with that in mind, I wanted to touch base with you on an interesting topic, which is you're going into spring. I know that the final starters and depth chart isn't decided in the spring. We still have fall practice. But it's a time in the spring where these guys are competing, and they are competing for the place on the depth chart. And some interesting things they've coming off their, as Ross pointed out, you know, the winter workouts, that's part of where they change their body. They become a better player physically. And we do have several position battles going on and going on in the spring. That's what I wanted to hit you up on. Where is your focus in the spring as far as position battles? So I have a couple primary ones. Uh, I, I have plenty of them for you, but I'm going to start with my grade A primary one. And for me, it's the it's a position battle for who's going to be the, the number two safety. And it tops my list because I think this is a potential position of strength for Penn State in 2022. And I think both of the guys battling for this sort of, you know, role as this, you know, second starting safety, I think both of them are going to end up playing. I think that's that's a given, right? So, but there is a role for the number two that's a clear-cut starter, and there is a role for the number three who is the first backup. And I think the starter role is what both of them want because, you know, it carries some expectations, and everybody likes expectations. So I think the candidate, the two candidates and two guys I'm going to be watching – they're the local state college product, uh, Keaton Ellis. Uh, he's the veteran who made a position switch from corner to safety in 2021. And second-year player Jalen Reed, he's the other candidate. And there's a lot to like about Reed. I also think Ellis is a is a uh, an interesting candidate at safety, having played that position in high school as well. I thought it was his best position. He wasn't a terrible or bad corner. He just never really... There were always guys that were better ahead of him, and he never rose to that level. So um, the thing about Reed is he did not redshirt last year. He appeared in eight games, and he appeared in eight games with Jaquan Brisker, who was, I know, a little banged up from time to time, and Jair Brown as your two hammers, right? You knew who your hammers were at safety in 2021, yet here was his freshman. He played eight games. So there's a reason for that. You can read tea leaves and say, well, they... They played him for a reason. And, you know, something tells me that he has the, as we head into spring practice, he's a kind of the leader in the clubhouse because he's the young talent, right? Like you play, ride with experience, as Joe Moorhead used to say. You go with experience until the talent gets experience. So 
I think it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I think it's a win-win for Penn State. I don't see either guy losing in this, but it'll just be interesting to watch the two of them go at it this spring and see who joins Jair Brown as the regular back there. Looking at it, Andy, I don't think I would be disappointed either way. And as you said, they'll probably both be playing. And I was... um, Keaton Ellis, after such a wonderful start to his career at Penn State, I think he exceeded expectations as a true freshman. But that, since then, I think we've been waiting for him to fulfill that potential. And on, on the flip side, I think you could say the same thing about Jalen Reed exceeding expectation as a true freshman. And just the fact that they chose to burn his red shirt tells you what the, what the coaching staff thought of him. A lot of other positions uh, to talk about position battles, and I'm going to ask you to comment on this. Andy, the offensive line, a lot going on there. Make sense of that for me. So this one's painful for me, Jimmy. I'm just going to say it out loud. Um, I, I, I say I advise Penn State fans to temper your expectations for this group greatly. Um, set your bar really low. I am. It's the only way to think to, to actually think this group might be able to be productive at some point. It's not the individual's fault. It's the position that has just been so poor. I think also it's thin talent-wise a little bit across the board, you know, and it's thin. It's very thin on the numbers depth-wise, right? Like it's not a robust room but the way I look at the offensive line is I think there's you're looking at five guys you're looking at Fashanu, Tangwalsh, uh, Juice Scruggs, Slim Worley and Cade Wallace. Where they're going to play I don't know but I think some combination of that five is going to be your offensive line. I don't know if there's a lot of quote-unquote position battles I think there's going to be a lot of in the spring and through fall camp figuring out where to put these guys per se. I don't see a lot of, you know, hey, you know, is there three, two guys or three guys battling for a left guard spot? I, I just don't see that. They're just, they're just too thin and shallow. So I think it's a combination of those five guys. It's, it's hard to beat up on the dead horse. I kind of feel bad about doing it all the time. So I've just decided I'm tempering my expectations and I'm going to set the bar low for them. I think you made the good point, Andy. It's not like, okay, here are the positions that are set and they need a new left guard, and here's the three candidates fighting it out for it. I believe, you know, the five you mentioned, and I might throw in another name, which is Hunter Norzad, the transfer. Now, he won't be there for spring practice, understood. But I think the interesting thing to watch here is where these guys play. We think Fashanu will be the left tackle based on him being there at the bowl game. What that did is it opened up... Landon Tangwall, is he a guard or a tackle? It opens up Caden Wallace, who's been, you know, the incumbent at right tackle. I think a lot of people believe he'd be a better guard than tackle, but do you have someone who's a better tackle than him? You know, and you, you, you know, you have a Hunter Norzad who comes in, and again, that won't be in the spring, but might he be a better center than guard? Does that mean you'd rather have Juice Scruggs at guard than at center? So these pieces are moving around. Where they place them in the spring w- will be very interesting to me. The other position I know you want to hit on, Andy, and I'll let you right now, is at 
linebacker, I th we know Curtis Jacobs, right? But what else do we know? So uh, that's why I say the position battles at for Penn State linebacker, and I think it's going to be the incumbents and, you know, the guys who were there. It's who are the linebackers two through five? I think that is an entire position battle. Who's going to – I don't know per se. I think I have an idea, but we're not ready because the coach staff hasn't said it, and I, I don't want to do it until they do. I don't know where they're going to put Curtis Jacobs exactly. They, I think they're going to look at that through spring practice and do some evaluation. But either way, that guy's going to be a linebacker, whether it's Will Sam or, the, you know, whatever that guy plays, he's their LB1, right? So that's it beyond that. And But where everybody else fits in on that, I think you have two camps here. You have the old guard, per se. That's Tyler Elston, Charlie Catcher, and I think converted safety, Jonathan Sullivan, and I think Penn State's going to try and sort of make him a linebacker. I think they're going to try and do that. So that's your old guard. Then you have the young bucks, and you have Kobe King and, and, and Jamar Budden, and both of whom redshirted in 2021. So they're sort of like, and, and you do have an, an elite recruit coming in that you'll look at as well. But I think you sort of got, you know, five or six guys for your two, three, four, and five spots at linebacker. And I think they have a lot to figure out. I really think they do. I don't know if it's – I don't know if it, you'd say that, you know, is this a position battle thing? I think this is not a quote-unquote position battle. It's definitely a who is going to get the most playing time battle. And I think that's a different sort of thing, right? That's not like – who are the two guys fighting to be the will linebacker? This isn't that isn't what we have. It's to figure out the order and what these what order and where they're going to put these guys in the second, third, fourth, and fifth linebackers that they put on their depth chart. So I think it's going to be fascinating and interesting to play out. I know obviously we've said it before. You'd like to see them look in the transfer portal, and I think they're sort of cursory shopping. But this one, I think they're going to stick in house and, and roll with what they got. And I um. Fascinated to see how where they put everybody, including LB1 Curtis Jacobs. Let me ask you, Andy, about the running back position. You and I were talking about this yesterday, and you said it just may end up being an or, or, or situation, which, to explain, if you don't understand, on the depth chart, Penn State would often, if they don't have a number one, number two, and number three, they'd just put the names there and say this guy or this guy or this guy. Is that going to be the case at running back? So I don't, I don't know. I've kind of, I understand the or, 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 and I, I kind of, you know, I didn't mind it for, you know, about three years they've been doing this and, and now I'm tired of it. I'm now I'm tired of it. And I kind of understood why they had to do it, but now I don't know if there's really a big reason to do it anymore. I think you're in 2022 where this room is, I think it's time to figure out who your running backs are. Your running game was so bad last year. Offensive line had a lot to do with it, but still you had, you had Kevon Lee, you know, you, you had, you know, the running backs that you thought you needed and your running game was still terrible. So to me, I think this is Kevon Lee is a leader in the clubhouse. It just, I know there's little things they don't care for. and There's some stuff that goes on. I just think it feels like they're a little harder on him than most. Right. And I still think, then I think you're going to have a couple freshmen in the mix. I really do. I think Nick Singleton and, you know, the other early enrollee, I think Katron Allen, I think you have to look at them and put them in there if you're going to go with the or-or category. Don't forget about Devin Ford. 
former five-star recruit, hung around, still at Penn State. He will be probably another or. I think he's the most interesting back for me. I'm going to follow Devin Ford's spring and fall camp and see how that plays out for him because I'm very interested to see on the football field why he stayed at Penn State. I'm fascinated to find that out. And I have a hunch it could be because I think maybe he's figured some stuff out. But we'll see. Final, Final one. one. Is there, Is there a, a QB2, QB2 battle, battle going to happen, happen in, in the spring? spring? Yeah, you mentioned that to me. And I, it's just like, well, Sean Clifford's there. So he's the quarterback. So that's that's sort of the end of the quarterback position. But, I mean, you got your first five-star coming in. So, you know, James has been thirsting for one of those. You've got... You know, you've got Drew Aller, you've got Christian Bayou, who you got a little taste of, and you're like, hey, I kind of like a little taste of that. It's not, uh, it does not, uh, it does not concern you like you saw from the backup earlier in the season last year. And you have, you know, Bo Prabula, the homegrown Penn State fan who just is like an intangibles and, and is a winner. So do I think, after you mentioned it, yes, there is a backup fight. All right, Andy, that is it for this segment. That is it for the show. Thank you all for listening. Be sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.